0: Lady hey everybody, it's Desk Lady. I sure
1: like actually have to grab my camera thing. you want to give them the news, Mr. Ladiata, while I grab my camera sample?
0: Yeah, I will. Okay, I'm going to jet. All right. This is the, uh, they call it the biz, you know, dead air. Anyways, oh, no, no. during the week, we have our shows. Now I can announce it. Everybody's back, so we have Tuesday, JP Product Pick. Wednesday, Noam Pedro, 3D Hangouts. Show and Tell. Ask an engineer. Yeah. JP's workshop on Thursday, Deep Dive with Scott. Yeah. Okay, we're back. All okay,
1: right. thanks. Sorry, yeah. I forgot that I have to get my camera. Can I show off my camera of stuff that I was demoing? We did a little video, but I thought I'd show the camera. Yeah,
0: we have a bunch of videos we'll be posting throughout the week. We have uh, samples and more and stuff from the mailbag today.
1: Yeah, all right. tons of stuff. Show them okay. off. What are you going to do? So let's start with camera. So we're, 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 we're rounding the bend of all the camera stuff that we've been trying to do. We've been trying to add... Um, camera, uh, support for like cross-platform RP2040, ESP266, and SAMD51 to CircuitPython and also to Arduino as well. Um, cameras one of those things where it's like, there's always like example code for using a camera with a microcontroller if it has a peripheral. But it's always like, it just supports that camera and just that resolution. It's like, oh, really like tough to use in my opinion. So we wanted to... Make something a little easier so that we could actually start doing either like machine learning or like vision recognition or just like image capture for microcontrollers.
0: We're going to have, I think, one of the best, first, easiest to make your own digital camera. Um, I don't see any of them out there like that, but we're going to do it. It'll be the easiest to to make yourself your own digital camera. Yeah. Just like you can make your own keyboard. Um, We're going to have a lot of things like that. Okay. So you want to show this off?
1: I do, but, you know, i yeah, here you go. So, okay, so let's go to the overhead, and I'll tilt this like this, which is going to be a little bit weird. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. You can kind of see me. Yeah, that's real. Okay, so this is actually running in um, CircuitPython, which you can see when it boots up. It has the little CircuitPython. Thing I forgot the one thing that's a little bit annoying about the Kaluga this is the Kaluga kit is that this USB is not the native USB it's FTDI USB it's like the debugger you actually have to connect a USB like you know pin out or breakout to one of these GPIO pins to get USB so I'm not going to show you the code but this is and you can see me hi hello um this is me going through this camera which is an OV twenty six forty which is kind of like the modern camera module that people use. These modules are only a couple bucks a piece and, you know, they come with a little flip top. So they're easy to use. Um, We added support for the OV7670 like a month or two ago, about four or six weeks ago. The OV7670 is like the older camera, um, which is not as modern. One of the nice things about this, the OV2640 is first, it's, you can get it now. It comes in this little mini module version instead of like this gigantic chunky camera that needs a lens. Like so this is this is all lens inclusive. You can just use it as is. Um, and it has like some funky things built in like JPEG mode, like you can actually have it encoded JPEG and download it. So it's an all-in-one uh, camera module. And so in this code what we're doing is we're um, we allocate a buffer. Like so the nice thing about the ESP32 S2 is it has like that two or four megabytes of PS RAM and so we can buffer a whole three hundred and twenty by two hundred and forty uh, bitmap image that comes from the camera, and then we blit it out to the screen. So you know it's not super fast, but there's no, there's not a lot of optimization that we've done yet. Like right now, we're like halting the whole system while we read from the camera because we have to do this. Like you can't, you can't DMA from the camera because you can only DMA to the internal memory, and there's not enough internal memory, so you have to DMA and then computational buffer and the. So, you know, it's not super fast, but this is 320 by 240, probably in a preview mode we'd actually do a smaller resolution, so it's maybe a little bit faster. Um, But it just shows that you can do 320 by 240, and this is great. I mean, this is really good quality for just like CircuitPython uh, with an external camera peripheral. So uh, Jeppler and I, Jeppler wrote the code, I only tested it, and I didn't do anything with it. But he got through it all, and we just uh, merged in the changes. So CircuitPython 7 is going to have native camera support. So if your board has uh, camera peripheral, like the SAMD51, ESP32-S2, or the RP2040, which has the, the PIO camera, per, you know, you can fake the camera peripheral with PIO, um, you're rocking. You can do camera stuff. So that's pretty cool. I'm very excited for that.
0: Okay, what else was next?
1: Okay. Thanks for making the demo. So the next thing is, um, I did some playing around with, you know, what I'm still on, I'm still on the cubes. So let's go to this. So this is a uh, Geek Hack 60 compatible. It's called the MJ61, but it's like a you know a 60% keyboard. Uh, and it's got sockets and LEDs. It's actually kind of a nice board. I want to make something that's CircuitPython compatible. And this looks familiar. This is, these. you know, I didn't have all the keys in, but you can see the keys um, snap into place here. And there's a little uh, RGB LED that comes out of here. And if you look carefully, you'll note that the RGB LEDs, let's see if can get it to focus. The RGB LEDs are not via pixels. You can tell because there's no like black dot in the center of them that would be the chip these are just actually raw rgb leds i think they even maybe showed this this board off a few weeks ago and here's the controller chip which is a stm 32 f 303 it might be able to run circuit python barely um but we don't have a ton of support for the f3 series um there's a cortex m3 and because these are LEDs that are not NeoPixels, they're not smart LEDs, each one is actually addressed individually and it's done by this chip, right? This chip is the um, ISI 31FL3741. This is a handful. This is a uh, LED i squared c to LED driver chip that has all the PWM dimming you need for a matrix of LEDs and it can do nine by 39. So. Total number of LEDs is 351. Um, usually, you have three LEDs per RGB LED, right? You have red, green, blue, so you divide that by three, so it's like 112 or something. Which means it's common for a lot of keyboard projects to use this chip because it can control about 110-ish LEDs, which means it's a full keyboard. You know, one LED per keyboard uh, driver. Um, so that, so that that series of chips, the IS. 31 FL 3741 may sound familiar, it's um very similar to the chip that we've used in our um uh Charlie Plex wing. Right, so this is a monochromatic LED driver I squared C chip over here, and it can drive 144 LEDs. Again, you know, you could divide it by three for RGB. In this particular case, although maybe I think it's actually Charlie Plex. So in this particular case, it's it's good for monochromatic LEDs, but you can see that they do dim, right? This is an on off. It has eight bits of dimming uh, per LED, and it does do it for you. So you you just set the, the memory buffer in I squared C and it, it goes ahead and, and it does the rest. So, um, and Phil, you wanted me to show this off. This yeah, so of this mailbag. is,
0: this came in the mailbag. This is from Trevor Flowers from Transmutable Goods, and I'll put the links in the chat. Chats. And uh, here's... Uh, it's a kit. It's all open source. This is so bright. i got to move this other way.
1: Yeah.
0: And this is what you get, the kit.
1: Yeah, it's a 3D... It like. uh,
0: yeah. And do you want me to shut it off again?
1: Yeah, let's shut it off. Yeah. So it has the, the feather on the bottom, and it has even a little slot that you yeah, can... Yeah, I want to try like... to
0: focus in on that. we got a lot of LED stuff going on tonight. Yeah, though. it's kind of freaking out constantly.
1: Um, and then... Yeah. And then on the top, you can remove this. Yeah, insert cute. the... The feather wing, so it's like a nice little desktop. Yeah, desktop frame. Good like OLED or something, or display.
0: Sometimes folks send us things with the things that they make based on the things that we've published. That's kind of nice.
1: Yeah. So right. I got a. Uh, so I'm interested in this um, IS31FL3741. I this is a really long part num- number. Um, so I got an eval board, which of course now just uh, isn't. Uh, I unplugged something. What did I unplug? Or maybe it just needs to be reset. There you go. It just needs to be reset. So, uh, yeah, let's go to the overhead. So this is a.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm trying to And trying to on there's on so, so many around. things i got to do here. So I just thought maybe I would put this on top.
0: I was all on it. It's trying. It's trying.
1: Okay. So, you know, it, it's, it's right. Of course it's, it's legible. If you're a human, Cameras don't like it so much. But up here I've got my Metro Mini and it's connected over I squared C to a dev board with um it's it's 13 by nine. That's like the number if you divide by three. It's 13 by 9 LEDs, RGB, so you can see like each color. This is a little gradient down here, so it goes from dim to bright, and then it's got the colorful Adafruit. It's doing some text scrolling because I got it working with GFX. This dev kit actually comes with uh, also an STM chip, but you can um remove the jumpers quite easily to make it uh so you you know you get access to the the I squared C. So you can you can send data over it. And I published the um the repo, so if you want to um use this chip, um you can. So I'm probably gonna start with making a breakout for this chip, or maybe an RGB uh, matrix for this chip to, to try it out. Like yeah, like I've got the eval boards, and I know my firmware is good, but I have to um Find the RGB LED that's small enough that I can use it in a keyboard, surface mountable, um, and also make sure I've got the package for the LED and all the peripherals um, going well. So um, I thought I'd do one last thing before we head into the great search and show off that we did get our. Uh, I'm just trying to our, our macro pad PCB. Getting closer. Now. Getting closer. So Space we're gonna theme. start. Fabbing this so people have watched me build this. So, we're doing keyboard stuff, and this is our first keyboard. We're starting with a small one, three by four, with an OLED here over this kitty wow. uh, space person, space cat, and then a rotary encoder, um, 12 keypads uh, with sockets so they can plug them in. So, uh, the Adafruit macro pad is coming to life. All right, so. Yeah, one
0: question are yeah. those analog RGB LEDs? Uh,
1: yes, they're analog RGB LEDs. We'll, right. with, we'll a talk question. about that. In
0: a okay. All right, do you want to do the research now? Yeah, if there's no other questions, no. Let's,
1: let's head right in. Yeah, we're going to do that. Where in the world is that part I need?
0: The Great Search with Digi-Key. Every single week, Lady Ada does a great search. Brought to you by DigiKey. Thank you, DigiKey. And Lady Ada uses her... Engineering skills for good and shows you how to find things on digikey.com. Lady Ada, what is this week's great search?
1: Okay, so this week's great search, I just talked about how I'm working on keyboard design. So let's go to the overhead real fast because we're going to split this off. So It's good for me to show this. So this is a keyboard PCB, people who make uh, mechanical keyboards. Each key has an RGB LED underneath it. looks like that and the RGB LEDs here are analog RGB LEDs they're not digital they're not smart you know neopixels dot stars these are plain you know one anode or one cathode and then RGB that's four pans total and they're driven by this chip here which is uh, the ISS ISS ISSI IS31FL3741 which is a 351 39 by 9 LED matrix scanner driver, PW driver, so that this, this will be able to control each of these LEDs and you can have up to 112 or so LEDs, um, analog LEDs controlled, um, by this matrix driver. So you're probably wondering, and here's, here's the dev board that I've got, uh, for this chip, the IS 31 FL, IS 31 FL 3741, uh, that chip again here this is a STM. sorry this chip over here this is a little stm helper driver so um this chip you know is designed to drive uh, large led large you know 120 uh, leds um with full 8-bit pwm per channel okay so folks who know adafruit are probably like why use analog leds when you can just get neopixels you don't need a driver chip you don't need to route all the lines, you don't need all the you just send data over one pin and you're done. Um, well, let's go to the computer and let's do some math. So, the reason why we might want to use, uh um, here's here just showing you the, the matrix driver and how it works. Why would you use a chip that costs $2 and then NLG LEDs instead of just NeoPixel LEDs altogether? And there's nothing wrong with using NeoPixels. Go for it, they're totally cool. However, NeoPixels cost, you know, about 10 cents a piece. And if you do the math, let's say you have, you know, 100 keys on your keyboard and you're doing um, them with NeoPixels. So times 10 cents a piece, that's like the best price. If you're getting, you know, wheels and wheels of them, you're going to get as low as 10 cents. Um, You're going to spend $10 just on the LEDs, which isn't bad, right? If you have a very nice keyboard, you want one LED per key. However, once you get to these large quantities, um, the price of analog LEDs, you you know, you might be able to make it up, but even though you have an external driver. So if you have, um, 100 LEDs and your analog LEDs cost 4 cents a piece, which will show some of them are even, even less, but let's say, you know, your large quantity is 4 cents. Okay. $4, you know, that's still a bit because you have to add in the $2 driver, but you're still ahead by 4 bucks. And if you're making a lot of these, um, a lot of this product, and you have a lot of LEDs, you can see how once you get to like about 64 LEDs ish, it starts to turn into you know you might be better off getting a driver chip, especially if you can get all of the LEDs driven by one chip. but right? you get one chip, it's two bucks. Yes, that's your your setup cost, but then each individual LED is only two, three, four, five cents instead of 10 cents. And and yeah, for something that only has five LEDs, I always go with dot stars and neopixels because they're so cheap and so easy. Um, but when I'm thinking about a keyboard design or something with a lot of LEDs on it, um, I'm gonna use a driver like this. So that said, uh, we need to find a low cost analog RGB SMD LED, which is what this great search is all about. Let's find these little friends here RGB right and and here's the thing there are basically um, three kinds of RGB LEDs you can have four pin common anode four pin common cathode or six pin where each LED is individual these days I don't see as many RGB um, we do stock you know RGB 5050 plain LEDs here, and you'll see that these do have six pins on them, because it's R, G, and B. There's three individual LEDs. However, I don't see these in the smaller sizes. Um, so just be aware, it t- tends to be a common anode, Kalman common cathode, and this is kind of what I see more of these days. Um, in this case, because of the way this is designed, you know, common um, anode is more popular, and this is showing a common anode configuration. But you could use it with common cathode as well. That said, we'll probably going to look for a common anode uh, design, which means that, um, let's see, I think we have a couple common anode. Yeah, we have, you know, common anode LEDs. Uh, you know, this is a gigantic one, of course, but you'll see there's one positive. There's four pads, one positive, one red minus, one green minus, one V minus. So you, you can, usually NPN transistors are a little stronger than, P, you know, P-channel or PNPN or PNP uh, type, uh, transistors. And that's why common anode is a little bit better, a little bit better, insignificantly really, but it is a little bit better. Um, So this is the driver chip again that we're using in case you're interested. Um, they are, they're going to have some in stocks shortly. Uh, So let's look for, um, RGB, uh, LED. So we're going to just search for RGB LED. Uh, and don't forget, there's the addressable LEDs. These are the NeoPixels and dot stars and stuff. Good things. Here's like our favorite, the Jewel. Um, but uh, we don't want that. We want uh, discrete. We want individual LEDs, non addressable, analog. Um, okay, so I told you about the configuration. You can get. Uh, let's see if zoom in. We can get. Common anode, common cathode, independent or standard. What standard, I don't know. But we're going to actually ignore that for now. Let's just uh, start with we just want active. And uh, let's go with normally stocking. Because right now there's a lot of stuff that's not in stock. So, you know, a lot of times I'm like, I only want to get stuff in stock if I'm getting a replacement part or a one-off. But because stocks are... components are just so volatile right now i'd rather see everything and then check what the lead times are it could be reasonable usually leds are not i don't think leds are strongly affected by um the silicon shortage because they're not complicated transistor based silicon made by tsmc they're they're you know made more locally they're made by smaller fabs okay um so next question is: Do we want surface mount, bottom entry, right angle, through hole? Well, I definitely don't want through hole. Um, in this particular case, I don't want right angle or bottom entry. Although I might eventually look for a bottom entry one, just because I want it to, um, you know, poke through the uh, PCB underneath the, each switch. So I'm going to go with a surface mount. So already only have like you know 200 options available. Um, So the next thing is, is that like everything else is kind of, I don't really care. Again, common end or common cathode doesn't matter. Um, You know, cut tape or tape and reel. I mean, it's good. I'm gonna eventually purchase it and keep tape and reel. Because I'm gonna be using so many of these, I do want to see the prices at a very large quantity. So about 50,000 is what I'm gonna put in for um, the prices. And then, um, so what I did for fun, which was, which is you know, sometimes my trick is I, I sort downward by quantity. Um, so for example, this LED, it's a very small LED, but you can see it's got four pads. This is a, I believe a common anode um, and there's two million in stock, which is, which is pretty cool. This um, happens to be a one by one sized, uh, one millimeter by one millimeter LED, which is a little bit small. I want something a tiny bit bigger so I, I will show what the one millimeters are used for. So if we go to the overhead real fast. So this is a uh, ultra, I mean, it looks like, it looks like it's a texture, but it's actually these are individual LEDs. These are uh, one millimeter by one millimeter, I think LEDs here. So they're used in LED panels. Um, also sometimes I see them on dev boards as like micro indicators. Uh, they're super cute, but this is a little bit too small for me. I want something a little bit bigger, and a little bit brighter. So let's go. Um, back to the uh, computer. So for dimensions, you know, I think I'm going to go at least 1.4 squared. 8 by 8 is kind of big, but let's just do that. Okay. So we got rid of the ultra tiny ones. And um, so this one is is kind of neat. This is actually a reverse amount one, which I thought was kind of interesting, but I actually, I think I might just start with um you know this size which you can see there's a couple options that are very similar in size i think this is one point uh this is three sorry this is 1.6 by 1.6 which is you know a little you know it's 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 a bit bigger but it looks like there's a couple different standard sizes for this and in fact if you look at the uh So here if we look at the uh, overhead so this grid this matrix grid these are this is that size and I can even tell by looking at it, it's the same package so this LED is similar to um, what was used on the eval board see if I can this doesn't zoom in right oh wait what if I zoom
0: yeah, here's a minute. Okay.
1: So, yeah, you can see. These are, these are a little rectangular. Okay, so let's go back to the uh, computer. So I ended up uh, deciding to go with this, and there's a couple things that I liked about this LED. Um, one, it's nice and big. Looks like I can even hand solder it. The other one, obviously, is pick and place only. This one, I like how you can, uh, you, I, could, I could debug, you know, solder this pretty easily with uh, a fine tip. Um, it has uh, common anode connectivity and um the led millicandela is a really high so 630 um millicandela for each one is oops i zoom too much uh 630 millicandela each is is nice and bright it means that even when i'm pwming like it'll look really good um you can do global current control so i can uh, have a lot less current and still get a very Uh, bright light also sounds like it you know it says um mixed white i wonder if this is uh balanced so that when all the leds are on it kind of looks uh it kind of looks white and looks like these are binned as well so this is a pretty nice led and again it's like five cents uh in quantity so a good if i'm looking at making something with 60 leds like a 60 percent keyboard um Adding these up and then including the driver chip could end up being um, a really good option. Another nice thing about these um, LED drivers is you don't write the entire number of LEDs at once, and also happens over I2C or SPI, so you can use DMA, and you can change individual LEDs. You don't have to write the whole thing out, which can speed up the system quite a bit because you're just you're just writing out like set led to x you know or set this other led to y you don't have to write out the entire led strip like you do with neopixels and dot stars so pretty cool i like that there's a couple options in this size as well and there's 12,000 in stocks so i'm digging it this is the b38 g3 rgb from Harvatech. there's a lot of led makers so uh looks like a jelly bean part and i'm going to pick some of these up and then you'll probably see these in a couple weeks when I design them into my keyboard controller. Very exciting.
0: All right. That's a great search. Where in the world is that part I need? The Great Search with DigiKey. All right. Yes. And there are no questions. Great. Right. Um, someone had something they want to check out in Discord, and I'll show you after the show. Okay, cool. That's about it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Okay. We'll see everybody during the week. We got all the shows going on. Thank you so much for supporting. I'm just going to say it until someone will actually meet on Twitter or something, but I think uh, thanks for supporting the only uh, 100% woman owned manufacturing company in New York City. Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, uh, there is a question Can that driver work with uh, RGBW analog? lens led sorry
1: yeah it will but you'll just get of course you'll have to do four leds um led
0: oh looks like tomorrow sold so it'll be a long monday longest monday of the year
1: oh that's great
0: that's cool okay we'll see everybody later go outside bye-bye